Welcome to the Getting Past the Premium Podcast, where we focus on breaking down risk management problems bit by bit until we find a solution. Enjoy today's episode and be sure to follow us for weekly content. All right, welcome back everybody to one of my favorite times of the month, and that is our crossover episode with Mr. Brett Young. What's going on, man? What is up, man? How are you? Good, good. I think we probably have missed a couple here, but it's good to good to be back on. These are always fun. So good. So good to be back. Good to hear your voice. Good to see your face. I'm excited to rip. Yeah, dude. So this is actually really exciting for me because I love what you guys do in many regards, but uh, particularly around uh, what you guys did. Is it last week, two weeks ago in your leadership summit? which I personally think is super unique in our industry. I know that, you know, there's versions of this out there, right? But uh, I don't hear about it too often in our industry. And I think uh, what you guys are doing as it relates to culture and empowerment of your people, personal development, all of those things, you know, this is a big piece of that, I would imagine. And I think you guys are are certainly ahead of the game in that regard. And I think it's something that our industry needs to evolve into right less you know that product sales get out and sell the insurance product to you know how do we empower people to be the best versions of themselves not only our employees but our clients so on and so forth so um what give everybody an overview of what you guys like how did the leadership summit what is it and how did it come to be like how is the even initial thought there to do something like this yeah that's a cool summer that's a great summary by the way and I, that's it right there. I mean, you could probably shut the tape on it right now. The leadership summit came about from, instead of putting on the event, sitting in the seats of the event, being an attendee of the event. And so uh, it was one of the major components that we learned from some of the mentors that, you know, we kind of grew affixed to and you know learned from and kind of poured into us that getting to a live event just does something different to your soul. You know, the, a good live event allows you to connect the dots on things that you're working on. You know, we were, so you, know, you think about all the projects that you have in your office, that you have in your agency, that you have going on with different departments, with your service team, your executive team, the sales team, your marketing, everything that you have going on, all those objectives, everybody's looking to be tactical. Yep. But most of the time, not everybody's thinking strategic and the big picture gets lost in all the to-dos and there's not an uh, a fundamental underlining current that connects the whole organization you can send out videos you can send out emails you can continue to remind people but usually the overall big objective and mission of a company is is more feel driven than it is uh intellectually driven it's usually a noble cause it's usually something for a greater purpose it's usually something to make an impact and so that is very different and it gets diluted when it becomes objectives and bullet points in an email mm-hmm. or on a page and when you get to a live event and if you do it right, it allows your you get emotionally captured into what you're doing and you get to see the testimonials, you get to see it start to play out, you get to see other people's successes and it basically objectifies this intangible feeling driven thing and if you do it right from what we've learned is that it just creates this it, it ignites 
a group of people. And it's no different in the insurance space or in the business space than it is with a church gathering. It's no different uh, whether it's a political gathering. Uh, it could be um, any any type of uh, pursuit or organizational pursuit, if you will, when you congregate a bunch of people together that are all looking to, and you and you objectify what they're here for and what the reason is, it creates just this stimulus that's very the stimulus that's very difficult to get unless you're at a live event. So it came about from just us being affixed to some really good mentors that uh, that felt live events was a fundamental component to building a successful big team. And through that process, you know, we, we, our original summit had the three of us. You know, it was three people. We sat around in a room, and we had a two day event. And, you know, that was it. And it was like, what are we going to do for the year? What's the mission? Uh, I gave a keynote, which we sat down and it was through a book and we went through some stuff. And then it was four people. Then it was six people. Uh, then it was seven people. Then it was eight people. And now this year, you know, it was about 43 employees, over 100 people as far as uh, family mm -hmm. was concerned. But it's like, it's the same components. We go through the same things, the same framework that we did 10 years ago. It's just evolved because obviously if you have three buckets, it's the same framework. What's in the buckets changed, but the ideology and the reason why you do it and the way you do it hasn't really changed. So I think it's a competitive advantage that has evolved. But what I love about it is it's not really anything special. It's just hard to do because it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of commitment. And so it's just hard to stick to, but I mean, luckily I have two unbelievable partners that, you know, believe the same things that I believe and we're all on the same page that it's not a matter of if we're doing the summit every year, it's a matter of when we're doing it, what we're doing it, how we're doing it and all the above. Yeah. Well, I don't want to discount it because it is something special and in, in what I know about it. So I want to give you guys all the Thanks, props man. in the world, but appreciate that. I think that, you know, I feel like people think though about summits as external, meaning like if they're going to put on an event, it's usually for clients, you know, and I even think about this with us that again is unique to how you guys have built like, like your level of a summit is what most people would think they're putting on for like some massive client event, yeah. you know? Right. Um, and, and again, not, they should do those things. Don't get me wrong, but that's where I think it's so impactful is, you know, this is something you guys have done and put together to build and empower your team and bring them together in such a, a big way that most people don't even think about it. You know, we do a holiday party every year. And like, actually, since our conversations, we're going to be doing some more things around that, mocking some of it off of you guys, nothing to the, that level, but, you know, dipping our toe in the water of like, how can we create more meaning behind you know, something that, that is awesome and needs to happen and getting your whole team together. And we have four yeah. locations and that's, you know, it doesn't happen that often. And it's, it is important, but creating yeah. some of the personal development and the, that constant learner type of mentality that something like this can be a cornerstone of, uh, is yeah. something, you know, we've even, uh, been, been working towards slowly. Um, that's cool. But yeah, we're, yeah, cool. start somewhere, like you said, you know, and you, you figure it out, you learn, you iterate and, Try new things, yeah. but I think if I could sum up the reason, the biggest reason I think it's powerful and the, the biggest lift is is belief. Uh, I, if someone has a big belief, they're willing to do things that other people aren't willing to do. 
they're res- they're more resilient. They're willing to figure it out. They're willing to grab as many books to to find the solutions. They want to be part of solutions instead of being part of the problem. Like they, the price is worth it because the prize is so big. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can get a group of people that buy in and that are that believe, like big belief, you it's hard to quantify what that means from a yeah. revenue perspective. It's hard to quantify what that means of you not having to be the like. I don't, I'm sure you can relate to this. It's like at one point in time, didn't you feel like maybe you were you're the only one that could solve a problem within mm-hmm. the agency? But what would happen if you had you know your entire organization that was equipped and wanted and 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 took ownership over solving a lot of that stuff? So it's like the lift that comes from giving that bigger perspective of why are why am I here and why is this worth it and why is this unique and special is just hard to really put down on a P&L, you know, oh, you and, can't. Yeah, and, and you're not going to right. And you're not going to get the return in a quarter. You're not going to get the return in two quarters. You may not even get it in a year, but quantified over a long period of time, that repetition, it's just a momentum shift that is, it's hard to put into words. And I mean, I, I felt that this year at our event, it was just like, it was like a culmination. I mean, like uh, to give you perspective, I mean, we, we spent maybe an hour and a half in split ops and marketing and sales. And we did a, a, a high level, extensive hour and a half training nuts and bolts on that aspects of the business. The other t- parts of the two days had like, they were very little to do with insurance. I mean, mm-hmm. it's where we came from. What's the story? Why are we here? Why is it important? How do you fit into that? Do you know what that looks like? Do you, that value proposition, are you able to articulate that? Why is there, you know, there is there patterns in your story with the company's story and how, what can you learn from that? Uh, hearing from different team members of where they came from and where they are now, what challenges they came across, how they overcame them, what their background is. So now everybody in the, in the, in the, uh, audience is seeing themselves in these people saying, man, they did it and they have the same background as me and they had the same problem as me. Belief, belief, mm-hmm. belief, right? And then we go through, you know, what, what what has happened this year very minimally, like wins and losses and what can we do better and all the good stuff that would be at a normal summit. And then you know, we set the sale for next year. But the biggest, coolest part of the whole event embedded throughout the whole thing is someone in the audience or someone that's a new team member, or even if they've been here for a couple of years can look up on the stage and say, well, they did it or they're the same, or they had the same problem, or they're feeling the same way that I feel right now. Oh, that's normal. And this is what is available. And Oh, this is why this is unique. Like people need that. They need more gas in the tank. You know, like we run mm-hmm. it hard. And like, you sh- we just forget that everyone's always asking the question, what's in it for me and yep. why is this worth it? And, and, you know, that, that wick runs out. There's a time limit on that wick until someone needs to get refueled. They need to get, you know, they need to get poured into. So, you know, for us, we do it every six months. We used to do one annual summit and that was it. And, and we've now realized that there's just not enough of that. Um, so we do a summer bash, but that's more fun than anything else. But either way, it allows people to go, damn, okay, this is why I'm here. Like, this mm-hmm. is what we're doing. This makes sense. Okay, cool. And so collectively, it helps with buying. Collectively, it helps with them staying on track with their goals. It helps them remember what they're fighting for. Um, and then in organizationally, like for us, it allows us to, you know, groom leaders, 
you know, yeah. basically. I yeah. mean, if, if, if you have good leaders, they can think a year out. You're able to think five years out. If you don't have good leaders thinking tactically for the quarter and a year, then you're not going to be able to think five, 10 years out. You're going to be so consumed with the problems today that you just don't have the ability to do that. So I, I, it's been a huge, it, I think it's been a huge game changer for us. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's 100% the most fulfilling moment of the year for me is just watching all the emotion and just the the fun and the light bulbs come on and the connection and people making cool relationships. It's been fun, man. It's a cool, it's a cool event. Yeah, that's sweet. And I think, you know, the, how do I want to put this? Like the, what you were talking about, the return that you get is, is not quantifiable to some degree in this, right? But you can feel it. Yeah. Is what you're talking about. And like, you feel it as a leader when you're talking about, you know, like using a simple example, like sometimes in organizations, you can get those pockets of negativity, right? Or conversations that can go negative, right? Uh, somebody doesn't agree, agree with a decision that was made and they start talking to a coworker and then that spreads, you know, type of thing. But when you have the overwhelming majority of your people that believe in the broader belief and mission and understand that, yeah, decisions aren't always going to be made perfectly, but hey, you want those people that can go to that person and say, hey, you know, you may not be looking at that correctly. Why don't you go talk to Brett and just like, I think he can help yes. understand that better. Like, yep. you know, and just kind of cut that off and keep the the positivity and the belief around what you're doing because everybody's going to get that way at some point, right? It's natural. Yep. We're humans, yep. but you need a support system around you and like you can't be yes everywhere at once, right? Yeah, and, and so you and need that. I, I can't communicate the message because I'm yeah. biased. Like my message is biased. If I'm talking to a team member and I say something, they, they may listen, but it they're, it's going to come with some level of yeah. bias. If they get it from another team member, at, when they're having a cocktail after the event, at one of the after events, and they hear it the same way from a different person, all of a sudden their belief goes through the roof, right? Because yeah. there's not as much bias around it. So to point, even if I could be everywhere and my partners could be everywhere, there's the level of effectiveness of doing that diminishes significantly over time because they know that it comes from a bias, right? Like, and I think events are the ultimate third party, right? What we're talking about is hearing it from another person, yeah. but events do what you want to be able to do that. You just like so frustrated because someone doesn't get it. It's like, why don't they get it? You know, I've said mm -hmm. it a hundred times. They just, why don't they see it? You could have an event and just put some production value on it and say the exact same thing. And the light bulb comes on for someone and says, Oh man, that makes sense. Because there's something about having a third-party utility that delivers a message so much better than you can because it doesn't come with the same level of bias when it comes directly from your mouth, unfortunately. Oh, it's so spot on. And the human connection, I can imagine, drives a lot of that too, where you've got people in the same room that are, like you said, oh, they're experiencing that. And you know, those two have a conversation about what they just heard, and it just is yeah. going to build belief as you go. And I think that's important even for young, smaller growing firms to be building that foundation from the start. And like you said, it doesn't have to be some massive grand event to start. It's yep. you three in a room for two days and, and following, you know, your model yep. as to how you're going to do it. And uh, yep. I don't think that that's usually not given enough uh, emphasis because we're all, you know, we get in, it's head down, we got to build a business and, you know, I got to take care of clients. I got to bring on new clients. I got to keep the lights on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
maybe talk through that side of it for you guys before we get into kind of the nuts and bolts of of how you do it as much as you want to. But was it ever a, a challenge in your mind to be able to spend the time, resources, and frankly, the cash to be able to do this? Like, I'd imagine at some point you guys are like, holy shit, like, yeah, are we going to be able to yeah. do this type of thing? I mean, walk through that psychology. Yeah, man. I don't think it ever goes away because if you're doing it right, you're growing. And then every year you're like, wow, that that's the bill, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this year is no doubt, no different. I mean, I was just like, wow, this is, uh, this is, Expensive. this is us. We're doing this. <laughs> like, you know, like I was talking to you before we turned the camera on, you know, I walked in and this, this room, it's this big room and it was beautifully set up as amazing. I was like, hold on, is this just us? You know, it's like, you, you forget you know, because it's, you're just comparing it to the last year, but it's been 12 months. So I don't think that ever goes away. And I think it's the same way if you have seven people, you know, you're mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're a young new firm and you're taking seven people to dinner, you're like, damn, it's going to be a big bill. Yeah. You know, can we do this? You know, like, uh, I remember that for us, you know, but we would do fun things, man, that would, wouldn't cost a lot of money. Like, you know, my, my, my folks had a, a, a house, uh, down in St. James city and they had this, and we had like a, it was like a deck boat that they would have in the back and they let us use the house. I remember them letting us use the house for a weekend and we did it down there. And, you know, we woke everybody up at four o'clock in the morning. We didn't tell anybody, but we woke them up at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> and we handed them something and it was a scroll and it had something really cool. And it was about their dreams. And it was about uh, a lot of cool stuff that was more personal development driven. And we got on the boat at four 30 in the morning in the pitch black. And we drove out to the causeway and watched the sun come up. Now this is just six or seven of us. Like there's only three employees at the time. And we listened to, uh, uh, we listened to a Les Brown tape and we took this scroll and they wrote out what they wanted and they put it in the scroll in these old Coca-Cola bottles that we brought and they threw it out into the ocean. And it was like this metaphorical way to signify that like your dreams matter here. And that's this, what this vehicle is about. You can have that, but you've got to want it and you got to go after it. And we're going to do it together. And it's us versus the world, right? We weren't some big firm that said, Hey, we could have every, you know, it's like, it's different today than it was then, but the value prop was, it was this different spin. It was us versus the world. So now it's not necessarily us versus the world, but at the same time, it was here. You can have what you want here, but that didn't cost anything. Yeah. Like that was, cre that was creativity. Like, you know, it was a, a couple gallons of gas and a borrowed boat, you know, get a good insurance policy. But, you know, besides <laughs> that, you, you know, know, it was creative. And I, and I'm looking back at videos. It was one of the videos that I pulled because I was doing like a memory deal for the summits. And I was like, man, you know, like this stuff doesn't cost money. It just takes intention. It takes creativity. It takes the, you care. It, 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 you have to make it a priority. So I think in the beginning stages, more than anything, it's way more about being creative and creating experiences for people and getting out of your own environment and disrupting the behavior of just the normal day to day. Yeah. Then it is about you throwing a cocktail party or going to an expensive. We never went to an expensive dinner, dinner, Elliot, ever, ever. We couldn't afford it. Yeah, we didn't. We would, you know, we we we, we do these cool, or, yeah, we do these cool experiences, and then we would do it uh, really, really inexpensively. But it still had the same impact. And like those team members are, most of them are still here today, and we talk about how the fact, like, do you remember when? And there's fun in that because the message was it's us versus the world. We're not trying to pretend to be somebody we're not. We're saying that we're going to do something special together, right? So it wasn't like I was trying to prove, or my partners and I were trying to prove to them that they're in the right place because we can give them everything that they want. It was no, collectively, we're all going to create something awesome together. So 
I would just say, no, it doesn't go away, but creativity is a, is a much better tool than cash. Um, and I think as you get bigger, it becomes challenging because you could throw cash at it instead of be creative. Um, and yeah. I think yeah. that that's where we found where you, we've got to be very careful that that's not what makes the summits memorable. It's not getting an open bar at a badass party, which we're going to do, but <laughs> right. But, but, but it is, it is a threat to say, all right, well, let's just do all the normal things that a venue can support and let's throw money at it and be done. It's like, no, these, these events are about, uh, creativity and tension and going deep. And if, if someone can see, that you've put your heart and soul in it and that it, it make it, it there it makes sense there's an intention of why you're doing this you're just going to get such better outcomes um mm-hmm. but i mean this year looking at how much we spent it was it was a lot and i think about it and i go man this is one event one company like and candidly i don't know if we'll we might do some sponsors next year you know where we could try to offset mm-hmm. some of the cost and do it in a way where we could give you know some spotlights and cuz i think at this point now it, it would be very valuable for somebody um but Either way, even if we didn't, I think it's just if you look at it from a standpoint of return instead of cost, you're going to have a much better psyche about it. But also, if you try to go from zero to 100, you're going to be like, whoa, this is too much of a budget item. But if you slowly build it up and you know that that's just part of the expense every year, you know, if it goes up 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%, all of a sudden, like, we find ourselves at this big number, but it's not that much bigger than it was last year, right? Yeah, percentage-wise you know, so, too. It's yeah, similar, so right? Yeah, you're you're scaling it up, so yeah. it becomes part of your operation instead of like, oh, okay, let's just do this now. You know, so I think that was helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I loved what you said there about actually, you know, having some cash can be detrimental almost or or dangerous to driving what you want out of it. And sometimes, you know, it's like a startup, right? Startups are a lot of times the the successful ones are way more productive than the established businesses because they have to be, you know, they have to figure out ways to do things with less cash and whatnot. And uh, I think, you know, it's easy for people sometimes to look at what you guys have now and be like, oh, when we get there, we'll do stuff like that. Or, you know, it must be so nice to be, you know, where you guys are at and be able to throw a, throw a big party like that. And I want to right. encourage everybody to like take that step back, like you said, and start small. Figure out a way to do something that drives the impact you want. And I think that's what I've always noticed with you guys too is it wasn't about necessarily – and I'm going to put words in your mouth for a second, so correct this if I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like it's ever been about like we're going to go out and have fun, but that's not the intention. The intention is – you know, this year we want to drive this, this feeling, this thing, this belief with our team. How do we do that? Yes. And then let's attach some fun around it or let's do something to highlight that more effectively. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't cost a thing at the end of the yeah. day. You could sit in your office for a day and do that and literally not spend a dime. But I'm glad it, you said that because that's important. I mean, I think these events, you could get it's like an opportunity to get away and that's important. But it's like, what is the message you want people to leave with? Yeah. And what is the feeling that you want them? They're human beings, bro. We're all humans. Like, and we have this emotional compass. And whether we want to believe it or not, or whether we're whether we're vulnerable enough to admit it or not, like people are following you because they feel a certain way. They feel that what you do and them fitting into it is going to better their life in one aspect or 15 aspects. It doesn't matter. And so 
the message and the, 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 the humanness of that is so, so important when you're leading a team, because without that, it becomes stale. Without that, it becomes technical. Without that, it becomes mechanical. Without that, it just becomes another company selling a bunch of products, right? Like the human aspect of what building a team is about is the secret sauce. And there's a lot of ways to do that. It's just our way of doing that. But I'm glad you say that because we, we blow it out and we have an absolute blast. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Dot com cast certified but that is not even close to the intention the intention is for someone to leave and have this messaging been cemented throughout the process of two three days right it, yep. it, the, the messaging is integrated into the production value whether it's the activities whether it's the event whether it's the theme whether it's the the breakouts that we do whether it's the entertainment whether it's surprises, whether it's uh, things that are left in their room, everything revolves around this one message and it creates an immersive experience for the participant to where they're just emotionally involved with that message. And when they leave, it's just a completely different uh, consumption or absorption of the message rather than, let me just say this and mm-hmm. everyone will, it'll just mm-hmm. stick, you know? Yeah, that's why live events are so powerful because it's the you, Resonates, you just absorb yeah. it. It becomes part of who you are. It's not just you're listening to it. It's just like you now you're now you're wrapped into it. And if anybody's ever been to a live event, that's just capturing even a even a even yeah. a concert. Like if you've ever been in a in a room full of or a stadium full of this high level of emotion, it's just immersive. You're yeah. just different when you leave. And so if you can create that experience, man, you win. It's hard, but if you create that, just you win. It's explosive. Oh. Totally. And I think this is important, more important now than ever. And it, cause it just seems like there's a lot of forces that are pulling in the opposite direction, right. Of, you know, um, me against the machine and, you know, there's a lot of, and, and there's some businesses that deserve it at this point. Right. But there isn't a lot of that. Like you feel like there's this general messaging around, like if you're an employee at a company, get your paycheck and go home and get it a better opportunity somewhere else. Like yep. it's, and I think it all stems from people and, and businesses and business owners not bringing something that people can get excited about. And it does become a transaction, right? Sure. They, they view them trading time for dollars and nobody gets out of bed to do that. You know, I mean, it might, they might need to, to, pay their or to to feed their families and do all the things but you know i think most people would agree they want something that they can get passionate about sure. and they get when when you talk about you know your mission and you know be extraordinary they, they get a certain feeling about it you know and it, like they get excited Thanks, and man. yeah yeah and i think it uh it, people need that. And I don't know of a better way to drive it than what you guys are, are putting on. And so I think it's, it's so cool to, to see. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think it all comes back to like, it's easy for us to look at and go, 
our team needs it. Man, shit, I need it. Yeah. Yeah. I need it, right? Like, like uh, th- these events are so powerful for me because, like, you burn it, the candle, uh, you burn it so hard, and you get to the end of the wick. And sometimes, even I look up and I say, "Man, what, what am I fighting for here? Like, what are we doing here? You know, I'm just getting my ass kicked every day. Yeah. You know, and I know my partners feel like this. So it's like, it, I think it's about like if you looked internally and the leaders that are listening to this podcast right now, like, look internally and ask yourself, like, what do you need? From a business. And if you're the business owner, it's easy to say, well, it's different for me because it's like, it's not though. It's not. Whatever you need, it's the same thing as someone else. They may not want to be the entrepreneur and take the risk and put their livelihood in danger and go out and carve this path and take this burden for bigger upside. Most people do not want to do that. Mm -hmm. But the emotional reasons and needs that you have for getting up every single day and coming into your place of establishment is the same needs that somebody needs that you're hiring from day one. They are. They're emotional human needs. And if you can if you can tap into what that is and you can be in if you can be vulnerable enough to ask yourself like why am I doing this? Like what do I need? Like start there. You know, like when we were doing the summits and it was just the three of us, like, what do we need? Like, what is the practice for us? It was always from a filter of like one day there will be an army of people, but we are those people now. Mm -hmm. And if, if it's good enough to do it with our teams, well, then it's damn good enough to do it with us because it either works or it doesn't. And if it works, then we need to practice that internally. So I think you could get caught in a loop of like, okay, what does my team need? You know, how do I serve my employees? How do I help my agency? It's like, no, 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 no. Like. Everyone has a heartbeat and they're all people, including you. And you need to figure out what is it that makes you tick and go deep. And that's why I love personal development, because once you start to understand the patterns of personal development and aspiration and inspiration and motivation, and you start to recognize that, yeah, we all have different variations of that. Yeah, we're all derivatives of a different we all have different derivatives of that essence, but the essence is the same. And if you can learn how to tap into that. You can speak to a very broad audience mm-hmm. and pull and you can captivate people into whatever your mission and whatever you're doing every day. Then it's not about insurance. We're not showing up to do insurance right now. We're showing up to do something way bigger. Insurance is just the vehicle in which we get to execute that. And that's cool because now, yeah. now you get into recruiting, you get into speaking to a bigger audience, you get into, you get into more talented t- uh, pool of candidates to draw from. You get into, you just, it just opens up a completely different new world. Because now you're not pigeonholed to insurance. Because for the reality of the the reality of the situation is for the most people, when you hear that, they shut off. It's gone. But if you start talking about your mission, your values, and what you're doing, and you're able to antiquate that all together, all of a sudden it's like, okay, whatever we're doing. Are we selling headlights? Cool. Let's go sell a yep. bunch of headlights. Who cares what it is? Totally. Totally. So talk about the structure a little bit of where you've gotten it to today. And again, I don't want everybody to think about this has been an evolution for you guys, right? So everybody needs to keep that in mind as to where, but I, because I think the way you've structured it, at least as far as the last one that I remember is very intentional on like the days and stuff. And I think it, people can take a lot out of how you structured it and what you can, and then the theming and like, you know, talk a lot about if you, if you don't mind some of the personalization you guys put into it, because it's extremely thoughtful. And I would imagine some of that stuff, whether or not like people care, they're getting a little trinket or whatever, it shows thoughtfulness on your part. Like I understand you. And I, I know this little bit of thing about you that, you know, you put into the gift or whatever. 
Yeah. And maybe about how, uh, I don't remember which partner it was, stamped 800 little dog tags or whatever it was. Yeah, that was <laughs> last, last year. year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was funny. That that wasn't supposed to end up like that way. But if you're doing events, yeah. the first thing is like nothing goes to plan. So you have to pivot. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll give you the structure of our two days. We do a two-day segment for our, our general sessions. One is a full day. The second day is a half day. And it's the same format every time. There are some variations of in-between times, but there's this is the format. We do what was, what is, and what's next. Mm. It's how it's been since the beginning of time. And we go through the history of the company, where it came from, the stories that are a part of that because it's a success story. There are patterns involved with that. And everybody sitting in the audience is going through their own success story. So if they can see themselves through the filter of the company, they can learn from what has occurred and go, oh, okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, it's way better today than it was back then. Oh, wow, it's a better opportunity today than it was back then, right? All these people are having success. Well, okay. So what was is a training on where you start, where you finish, all the challenges that occur in between, and can you see yourself in your cycle right now, and what can you borrow from that? So it's what was. And then what is is basically a state of the company. Um, very simple, but where, what do we do this year? What are the wins? What are the losses? How'd we do? What are the benchmarks? What's the scorecard? You know, what's the data? What are some recognition pieces? All that good jazz. And then we do recognition at the end of the first day. And so we do awards. One of our biggest awards is the impact award. Um, and it's a subjective award on the team member who's created the biggest impact within the organization. That's awesome. Um, it has no data driven behind it, although it can have some data. But it is uh, based upon culture, human connection, person who's a mission believer, has carried the torch, and has just made the biggest impact throughout the organization. Um, and that's really cool because it's been, you know, the top producer one year to a team member that, you know, doesn't have these huge data points that you would look at yeah. and map on a sheet. It comes down to their ability to contribute and make an impact with people smiling. You know, it's like, it really is a a really cool award that we've created around that. Um, And then we end the day and we do uh, an event that night. And that event is always themed uh, based upon the theme of the event. And again, the event, whether it's a cocktail party, whether it's an excursion, we've done scavenger hunts, we've done buses, we've done really cool stuff. It's always done in a way that supports the message of the event in an interactive, immersive way, um, which makes it really fun. And then on Saturday, you know, we blow it out. And Saturday, we have breakfast and show up for our uh, second day session. And uh, we did, this year, we did a live podcast with the Impact Award winner from the front of the stage, which is really cool. I think it'll drop next week. And we got to do Q&A with the team on their journey and where they came from and all that cool stuff and, you know, challenges. So that was really cool. But if we have a guest speaker, sometimes they take that segment in the beginning. And then to end the event, I'll finish with a keynote. And that's the what's next. And so it'll be talking about what we're going to do for the next year and years out. And then the message. What is that message that we want people to leave with? Um, and that's tied. It's all intertwined together. And then we have a family day, Saturday, um, where all the families usually get in Friday night. They're not, they're not part of the Friday night event. That's only employees. But then Saturday is is the family. And we'll usually set up, you know, cornhole and tents and we'll have drinks and you know, we'll cater some lunch and and we just hang, man. And we just we just have a good time and everybody bonds and stuff like that. So 
this year was different because um, on Thursday, the day before, we bring in our core leadership team. Yep. And we have an event with them. Uh, we've always done that. And then they help us set up the room. So we're grooming the next leadership group to how do you set up the room? How do you pack? How do you do the AV equipment? What goes where? What's important to prep? Uh, they're taking different projects as far as how it gets to the, uh, cause we bring all this stuff. We have all of it. We have a storage unit with everything we've been doing it so long. So like they're in charge of taking the different segments of execution and it's a training opportunity for the, you know, cause hopefully one day we're not putting on the summit. The team is putting on the mm-hmm. summit, you know, that's, that's the idea. So that's the night before and we get to spend some intimate time with just them, um, and really talk about some cool stuff. And we have a, you know, have a whole thing planned for them and stuff. His segment of training is really cool. And then the day before that, we brought in our independent operators, which was Wednesday. Um, and we had a full day training. We call it IO day and it's high level team building, recruiting, development, marketing. And then we had a really kick-ass uh, event that night where we took a boat and we toured uh, St. Augustine from the water and it was catered dinner and all that cool stuff with a, mm-hmm. with a band on the boat and and it was just a cool opportunity for all these operators to come together and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? How are you doing? What's going on in your market? You know, so, um, but it was four days and it's four days. It's back to back. It's all day. I'm, you're completely wiped when you leave. But man, just a, just a really, I mean, it's very structured and it's very planned to the minute, Yeah, which is important, but it's, you know, it's, it's about the connection more than it is about the itinerary. Yeah. Oh, Totally. And I know that you guys get very thoughtful with even your themes and, you know, the little things you do for people. But again, like, you know, that well, you guys have gotten to where this is a very big, sophisticated, you know, event. Right. And but, but as we've talked, it, it wasn't always that way. Right. And nope. you were driving the same impact and all the stuff years ago. But what I'd like your perspective on how much of the success that got you to where you're at today with 43 people having a four day summit, which is, you know, everything that we just talked about that people might look at and go, you know, again, wow, once we're there, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. How much of that would you equate to doing these types of summit and culture building events and things like that? Like how, how much of those things has impacted where you guys are at today? It's literally everything. I mean, someone says, what's the unique sauce of Urban Young? It's it's that. Like it's yeah. it's it's the team building. That, it's the team building system that we've learned prior to this business that we just brought to the property casualty business. And we have a one of our mantras, get to the next live event. Get to the next live event, mm-hmm. right? If you never leave an event without promoting the next event. Like there, you know, be here a year from now. That's a mantra. So like there are these systems of team building that are literally what this entire company has been is founded on and the principles that guide it and a live event, a big marquee live event is at the staple of that system. And so, you know, we just wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the summits. Like if, if, if it wasn't for us with three or four people hanging out and be like, what do we, we got to do a summit. If we would have missed those early years, it's just, we wouldn't have the same company today. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying we wouldn't be here. I'm not saying we wouldn't have success, but it certainly wouldn't have the type of spirit. It wouldn't have the makeup. It wouldn't have the type of, in my opinion, impact on people's lives that it's had, because what you're saying is that's not a priority. And so therefore, if you're not prioritizing it, you're not going to get the outcome of that, right? Like if you want people to feel alive and excited and on fire and just, just would run through a brick wall for what you're doing, you have to make that a priority. You have to systematically create 
a process that's going to get those outcomes. And for us, it's always been that. So I just know for a fact that if we would have missed it when it didn't matter, quotations yeah. for people that are listening, when it wasn't really needed, it, we would have killed it before it even started. And yeah. so like, again, I, you, you, you emphasize it, Elliot, but I mean, it's just like, if you're doing this, if you're listening to this and you're saying, man, we need to do more of these, like, like after this podcast, just schedule it, just schedule it eight, nine months out, pick a date, pick a time. You don't need to do two days. You don't need to do four days is crazy. Like yeah. I can't believe it in four <laughs> days. Like that's insane. It's just evolved to that, but do one day and it's gotta be offsite. Go offsite, go somewhere, man. Yeah. Like just get out of the office, go somewhere cool. Go to a park, spend the day just off-site with a huddle and do a cool experience where you re you recalibrate and it, it it doesn't need to be flashy. It's about it's like saving money. Someone says, Well, yeah. when I make more money, I'll save money. Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't, because you're not prioritizing saving money as important. That's a great analogy. Even if you're just saving 50 bucks a month. You're, you're just saying it's not important. And so the psychological impacts of you not making a priority are so detrimental to what you're trying to build. If it's important to you, not everybody wants to do that. Like it's a lot. So that might not be your values. That might not be your mission. I totally get it. There's a lot of successful businesses that have their own uniqueness. So it's, there's nothing right or wrong. But if you're listening to this and you're going, man, that's kind of cool. I'd like to do that. You know, that would be awesome. It just the habit is more important than the success of the event. You are going to not be good at first. Yeah. Your first couple of events are just going to be whatever. But the, the pressure should be off to say it's not about how good the event is. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the practice of doing it. The first time you sold an insurance policy, you weren't good. Mm -hmm. yep. But if you do it a thousand times, you'll get good. And you might say, well, how did you get good? Well, you were bad before you were good. That's the process on anything. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to learn it and I'm going to be good and then I'm going to do it. No, you, you do the thing and you have the power. I think that's an Emerson quote. Uh, Ralph, Ralph, what if, Ralph Waldo Emerson. There you go. There you go. Do the thing and you'll have the power. Like yeah. get into the activity, get into the work. I couldn't agree. And more. when you get into the work, it'll evolve. Yeah. I just threw up a post with, saw a video of Alex Hormozzi, if you're familiar with him. But oh, yeah. he was talking about volume negates luck. And basically that's what he's saying is like, don't, you can't expect to be good at something until you've done it a thousand times. Like, yeah. so don't even bother. Don't even bother evaluating. Don't even bother thinking about it. Just know you've yes. got to put in a thousand or whatever it is. You know, if you're cold calling, like, you know, he talks about his neighbor or something making 20 cold calls a day. And he's not, you know, he was frustrated. He's not any good. And he's like, you come back and talk to me when you've made 200 calls a day for four years. Like, you're going to create more success by doing that. And you're, then you're going to be good. Um, it takes a it, lot of the, the, the relief. It takes a lot of the, it has a relief to that because yeah, you think there's something wrong with you. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're, you're, you're trying to be good. Why would you expect to be good when you haven't done the thing? Yeah. Why? Like, because you're, you're benchmarking your success against the people that are doing it around you. You're trying to get feedback that that you're good at something, so therefore it feels good to get into the activity. Like, just do it. Like, just be bad. Yep. Just have enough humility to be bad at anything for a long period of time. It's just that that's way. That's not a sexy answer. That's an answer that sucks because that means that there's no shortcut. That means that you know those people are not better than you. They're not more talented than you. They're just more willing to put in the work than you. Yep. So it's like, but it's it's it also can be freeing. To say like, 
okay, cool. Well, then I'll just be bad long enough. And then at some point <laughs> yeah. or other, I'm going to be good. Uh-huh. Exactly. So, well, and I, and I ask that, you know, I hope that people realize that, right? Like, you know, you're going to see what you guys are doing and probably be a little jealous and probably have those feelings. But at the end of the day, the reason you guys are where you're today, where you are at today is you were doing this when you didn't, when you couldn't put on a four day event, you were still yeah. practicing that exercising that muscle. And I think, you know, you don't know the value of what you're doing today until you experience the result, right? It's like, you know, you're standing under a tree today because somebody planted it 20 years ago and or yes. whenever. And um, again, you're not going to be able to good, see that tree yeah. grow until you got to start planting. And so, like, Elliot, I, I want to share this with you, the listener because I think that's such a value, valuable point. I was with somebody today and I was talking about this. It blew my mind. It took us seven years to get to four employees. It was three partners and four employees after seven years. <laughs> Five years later, it's 43 people. Isn't that wild? So if you looked at if and if you looked at the revenue growth just from what happens in the first seven years of doing these summits, of going to these events, of doing these things at the same intention that we're doing them today, right? Still being creative, still having themes, making a brand, doing the deal, being, you know, putting your heart into it. it it's nothing. Like it's just, it's just, it's you can't even, you can't even can't quantify it. And then all of a sudden, because you've done the thing for a long enough period of time, you've planted that tree and now it's had the ability to grow, right? In five years, you know, you 10 exit. It's, 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 you could never draft it on paper to go that way, but that's yeah. how it works. If you were to put a business plan together and you were to put this down on paper, you would never craft it that way. But that is just the life cycle of anything that's worthy. Just like the cold calls. Yeah. You're going to be bad for a long time. And then all of a sudden, Boom. you're not bad anymore. And all of your growth, 80% of your growth comes in the last 20% of the time. You know, So <laughs> I, I just, I, you hit it right on the head. Like it, You're not going to see the return. But if you stay in the game long enough, you won't be able to quantify the return. It's so big. Yep. Ah, that's that's a powerful spot to I think wrap up, dude. And man, this is it's always fun when we just get on and and yeah. chat about this stuff a little bit because yeah. I think it's refreshing, and I hope everybody agrees that you know this is often an overlooked part of business, and it shouldn't be. It should be one of the most important pieces, but. Like I said, at the end of the day, we've all got to keep the lights on to a degree, and yeah. uh, that can sometimes take precedent. But I would encourage everybody to, like you said, just start it. Just schedule it. You'll figure it out. And even if you do a lunch, you know, it doesn't matter. Just put something into it and exercise that muscle, and you'll get better over time. And eventually, you'll be having four-day summits with, you know, 43 to 100 people and, you know, be be having the time of your life. So, yeah. Uh, Appreciate the time, dude. It's always fun. Got to get together yeah, you soon. Too, man. But uh, yeah, keep killing it. I appreciate you. You keep killing it. Thank you so much, man. I always love these. So till next time. That's right, buddy. See ya. See you, bud. Thank you for tuning in to Getting Past the Premium. We are excited to continue breaking down barriers and finding solutions together. If you would like to reach out regarding anything you heard in today's episode, 
Find links and contact info in the description. Until next time, have a great day. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.